Blinking against tears threatening to spill over, Christy struggled to keep her focus on the road. Breaking up with Joel had been one of the hardest things she'd ever done. But it was the right decision. Her fingers turned white as she gripped the steering wheel. I can't believe all the lies he's told me. Nothing about Joel made sense anymore. She'd been blinded by his good looks and charm. I should have listened to Mom. Christy still didn't understand the reason he'd kept his Amish heritage from her for so long, or why he'd taken money from their joint account without telling her. If he hadn't foolishly used money he'd earned on a job to buy a classic car he didn't need, Joel wouldn't be in a financial bind. Christy reflected on how desperate he'd seemed when he asked his sister Elsie about the will on the day of his father's funeral. Joel had acted selfishly and unfeelingly. She couldn't picture herself asking about her parents' will so soon after one of them had passed away. Was Joel really that desperate for money? Her throat constricted as she changed lanes. For the love of money is the root of all evil, she said, quoting 1 Timothy 6, verse 10. She reflected on 1 Timothy 6, verse 7 as well. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Christy had committed those two verses to memory when she'd attended a Bible study on money management a few years ago. Too bad I didn't think to quote those scriptures to Joel when he told me how desperate he was for money. If he needed funds for a good cause, that would be one thing. But to waste it on a car he could certainly live without was foolish. The longer Christy thought about things, the more she wanted to pull to the side of the road and break down in tears. It would probably do her good to go for a run to release some tension. But right now, she needed a listening ear. Turning at the next road, Christy headed for her parents' house. She hoped they were home. Farmerstown, Ohio Are you okay? Arlene's husband Larry looked at her with concern. You were quiet on the buggy ride home from church, and since we've gotten here, all you've done is sit and stare out the kitchen window. Arlene sighed as she clutched her damp handkerchief. I miss my dad, Larry. Remember how almost every Sunday when his district didn't have church, he would attend service with us? Looking at the men's side this morning and not seeing him there didn't seem right. Tears pooled in her eyes. Then the three of us always came here for a meal, and afterward we'd visit, sing, or play games. Larry sat beside Arlene and placed his hand on her shoulder. I'm here for you, no matter what. We all miss your dad, but it's been the hardest for you, Elsie, and Doris. She sniffed, raising her handkerchief to wipe tears from her eyes. The kinner miss him, too. Dad loved our children, and they looked forward to spending time with him after church. She pointed to the birdhouse on a post outside the kitchen window. Every time I look at that, I'll think of Dad and be glad Doris found it. When the lightning struck your dad's treehouse, it's amazing everything in and around the tree didn't burn to a crisp. She lowered her arm and turned toward him. 
It's a shame Doris didn't find four birdhouses on the ground beneath the tree. Then Joel could have had one too. Do you think he would have wanted a birdhouse? Larry's brows furrowed. From what I can tell, the only thing your brooder wants is your dad's money. Arlene swallowed hard, remembering how Joel had acted after the funeral dinner. When he'd asked about dad's will, everyone in the room became upset. We do need to find the document. It's the only way we'll know how he wanted things divided among us. I only hope when Joel comes around here again, he won't create another scene. If he does, one of us will set him straight. With shoulders slumped and head down, their youngest son, Scott, shuffled into the room. What's wrong, son? You look umgrant. When Scott looked up, Larry motioned for him to come over to them.